What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Okay, Lindsay, um, just straightforward. Well, actually, you know what? Matt asked me to do this. I'm going to see if you can do this. He asked me to describe the movie in one word, which was really hard. (laughs) So uh, is that is that possible? I don't. Well, there's there's, of course, the word epic, which just feels incredibly cliche. So I don't want to say that. Okay. I would. Ooh, this is a good one. This is so hard. I know. Sorry. One, (laughs) One word. I would say, can it be hyphenated? Yeah, hyphenate that absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little hyphenation and say all encompassing. Okay, all right, yes, I like it. I see. I went with, oh, gosh, we did it right after. And okay, also, I need to know how many times have you seen the movie, The Rise of Skywalker? How many times have you seen it? So, recording this Sunday night, mm-hmm. I have seen it nine times now. Let's go. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm super jealous. Right? I'm pretty impressed with my ability to sit that long. Yeah, that's actually fan. That is fantastic. So, uh, this is why you are the lady of lore, though. You're. This is fantastic. I am so. I I wanted to go Friday night. I told you that. I wanted to go. You know, uh, today, and I still may after this recording, just bounce over to the theater because I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it twice, and I feel like. And I can honestly say I picked up on something. Every single time. Oh my god! Oh god! Wow! That's uh, yeah. Now you're yeah. Now I'm itching to go because because after my first um, viewing, I just said my, my word uh, to answer that question was solid. But since then, I've changed it to epic. Uh, I feel like if I go back again, I would change it to something even more all encompassing, <laughs> as you say. I don't know because yeah. it just gets better and better. 
I, I, I was blown away when I watched it the second time, and I, I totally changed um, my my opinion on certain things. So I just want to let folks know we do have uh, Lindsay Gadotti with us, um, the Lady of Lore from Clashing Sabers, and I was very anxious. I wanted to know what you thought about this movie. I hadn't seen you on social media. You had kind of, uh, I don't know if you'd... It's sort of like Luke when he goes to Ock too. You just you just disappeared on us for a sec. So I was like, what? what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was all by design because as I love this movie so much and I started saying after my second viewing that I was pretty sure this was my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Wow. And I was absolutely confident after my fifth viewing that yes, it 100% was, but I am not nearly naive enough to think that everyone would feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took my Facebook off my phone. I took Twitter off everything. Um, I did it a few days before the movie just so I wouldn't get hit with any spoilers. Yeah. And then I decided I wasn't going to put it back on yet. I kind of wanted to spend a few more days living in that realm of Mm -hmm. the world is perfect and this (laughs) this movie is the best thing to ever happen before... uh, Going in and facing the music because I know it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea and I know people are going to make some fantastic points about why this isn't the best. Sure, but I also sure. didn't want to deal with the way people do that just yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and you're right. There is there is a way. There's a there's a fine line, all that good stuff. But but it is nice just to have a weekend where you enjoy it and you're on this high or 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 what have you and. That's sort of how I've been since Saturday night when I went and saw it a second time. So I saw it Thursday. I skipped Friday, and I was in the state of, of I don't know what I was thinking. I, I was a little overwhelmed, and I was like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I instantly go right back and watch it? So uh, from Saturday into Sunday now, as we're recording this, I have been on a super high. Like, I just can't get enough. I'm I'm looking stuff up. I'm making connections, writing stuff down. On pencil, p- pencil and paper, I'm, like, jotting down some notes. I'm just, like, super... I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was epic. And so it's nice to have somebody else who, who kind of kind of sees it that way too i was actually nervous hitting you up i was like i i wonder what she's gonna you know say and then when you said you thought it was like maybe your favorite of of all you know, like of all the star wars movies i was like holy cow like this is awesome yeah and i mean it i mean i feel confident in my ability to back up that point as yeah. well um so i'm i'm excited by it and it's funny you know i've i've realized that you you need to look at it in two different ways because if you put your movie critic hat on and you know I have a very strong background in film it was my major in college I was in the industry for a little bit um I I know what I'm talking about when I say why something is a good movie or a bad movie sure yeah and I also know that this is not the greatest movie ever made (laughs) there are some serious serious flaws with it as a movie when right. we are looking at the saga, I do think The Last Jedi is the best movie when we look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. But when I take that movie critic hat off and I go into my Star Wars fan zone, that's when I can say this is the best episode of Star Wars that we have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so so here here's what I like. How do you what, – like what made it? great for you when you take that the the critic hat off and you sort of just say like i mean what was it about this movie that you just were 
were in on is, is it everything is it start to finish i mean is it like what <laughs> no it it kind of is start to finish i mean big one for me is ray you yeah. know and not just daisy ridley I, d- I do think that daisy ridley brings something to ray that absolutely no one else could she's a phenomenal actress yeah and she seems to know what this movie means to people but ray herself is such an amazing character. So to see her have this this beautiful arc and to see her face the struggles that she does, but handle it with such grace and such care mm-hmm. is something that I really enjoyed. But overall for the movie, from start to finish, I mean, I would actually venture to say that the chemistry between the three characters here, yeah. between Ray, Finn, and Poe, it is the best chemistry we have from any of the trilogies. You know, I think that they they connect, they vibe really well, and that translates to the audience where we can immediately say, okay, I, I like this. Yeah. I trust this. I'm okay watching these three for the next two hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was really important for me. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we, we have all these great themes going on. We have what it means to be a found family, what it means to love certain people in certain ways of accepting yourself. And I think that every thing that we've seen and everything we've dealt with in a star Wars movie was reflected here, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. not in the grandest way, but there were still these reflections. We also have, in my opinion, really high stakes. You know, we, we understand from the very beginning that this is stressful there is a time limit here. There are going to be real consequences and we are not sure at any given point up until the very, very, very last millisecond, we are not sure that our heroes can be successful. The stakes felt really high and they felt real. And then for me personally, Star Wars means the force. Star Wars is about the Jedi and the Sith. (laughs) I think space battles are cool. I think the ground battles are cool. I think the... Resistance and rebellion and first order and empire, all of that, like, yeah, it's it's good. But for me, it's all about the force and to get so much more clarity on the force and to have it be such an important part of the movie. Yeah, that was a really big component for me and why I know that a lot of this comes from my personal preference. And maybe this isn't going to be every person's favorite Star Wars movie, but that's what all hit really, really hit home for me. Yeah, and so I, I hear you on that because I uh, I also am really big into like you know the Jedi and the Sith and that and that story, um, exploring the nature of the Force. But at the same time, you have a uh, a battle raging around you, and that that is also a part of uh, the the discussion when you talk about the Force and what's happening and who's influencing who. So it was really well balanced, and I did feel like there we we really did focus on the Skywalker legacy, and we we focused on these powerful light, powerful dark, those themes were there. I saw someone on Twitter say something like, um, they they also tried to put like one word or one sentence to the sequel um, trilogy, and they said it was about identity and understanding sort of like who you are. You know, Luke's asking Ray, who are you? And she has this whole, that that really carried through all three films, right? Her figuring out who she is and where does she fit into this story. And that is something that I think a lot of people can relate to and is super connectable. So um, 
that was powerful anyways and that kind of landed i felt yeah and it, it was really well done the way they did it too it's not like she just sat there the whole time and she was like oh i wonder who i am and then mm-hmm. she finds out and she she goes right into battle and she goes to face it one of the things that i thought was really cool was when kylo starts to taunt her She's there saying, I don't want this. I don't want to talk about my parents. I don't want to know more information, which is so different from mm-hmm. what we saw in, in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Where she goes up to the, the cave wall in the mirrors and she says, show me my parents. Right. Now that she has an inkling of who they might be, she doesn't want to know any more information. So not only is she having trouble accepting that she's a Palpatine, she straight up wants to deny herself from any knowledge of who her family could be. So to go from that yeah. to, all right, I'm a Palpatine, but I'm going to get through it and I'm going to embody what it means to be a Jedi anyway, mm-hmm. that's a big struggle. That is monumental. Yep. And I think, I don't know, they just did a really nice job showing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're, you're right. It was like she, like she all of a sudden... Felt like she had a, a connection to family, even Palpatine at the at the end there when when she looks up and he talks about her new family and he kind of um, uses that against her because you know you can it, it, at, at first you wanted to use the idea that she is a Palpatine and and that was or or you know who she was her identity is is what they were using against her and then she sort of said no this is who I am she defined herself and that doesn't work anymore well now it's like we're gonna go after who you identify with and and so it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting, and it kept me just, like, wondering how she was going to handle all of that. Uh, uh, plus, she represents so much, too. You know, she represented the Jedi, and it's just, like, like in their entirety. I'm like, this is, this, is, this is crazy. This is it. She stands for all of that. It's just, it's awesome. So Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I think there's so many clues looking back on it in The Force Awakens especially and then in The Last Jedi where they're starting to set up that yeah, of course she's a Palpatine. Of course she is. Like, how do we miss it? But also that she is still going to embody all of the Jedi. You know, I I was Mm -hmm. thinking so much about Yoda's famous line of fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what strikes me is that throughout each one of these movies, we've seen Rey overcome each and every one of them. In The Force Awakens, she was so afraid of even just touching the lightsaber for a second time. Mm -hmm. But she gets over that. And then from there, she's so angry with Ben choosing to still be Kylo Ren and to the fact that he murdered his father, but she gets over that and she doesn't hate him. And then in this, we so clearly see her overcome the hatred for her grandfather. And because she's able to overcome all of those, she becomes not only the perfect Jedi, but the force says, all right, you can embody every single Jedi. Every one of their spirits is going to live in you now. You've deserved this. You have yeah. ended all suffering because you've gone up against each one of these challenges and overcome them. Yeah, and so, and so yeah, it was it was almost like um, it, it was that arc. And we, we saw at the beginning of this where she wanted she, them to be with her um, because she was going to need their presence at some point, and she wasn't ready for that. She had to face down hate uh, and, and really know what that was. And there's that moment where she's talking to Finn and she doesn't sound like herself and she really is sort of struggling with that like now you've learned that someone killed your parents and they were trying to protect and and save you and that person's still out there and they are trying 
you know, desperately to get a hold of you and all you want to do is hate, right? I mean, that's, that would be natural to kind of think, man, I have a hatred for this individual and I want to go uh, seek them out and, and kill them. And that's sort of what she says. And Finn's like, that doesn't sound like you. Uh, so she goes and she, she deals with that. And it's interesting, too, the way they handled um, Luke and Leia when she goes to Octu and she kind of learns that, well, they already knew. People knew and they still accepted her and they still trained her in the light. And, and Yes. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it's so important, too, just for the Skywalkers, because it's one thing. This is really my big point with people who are upset that she's a Palpatine. You know, we can certainly get into it, and I really think I can do a good job of defending why she's a Palpatine and why we should have known this all along. But what's most important is that the Skywalkers, like you said, knew this, and they looked past it, and they decided to train her anyway. They decided to take her as part of their family. And that's so important for the Skywalkers yeah. because – up until now, we've seen them be okay with redemption, and we've seen them be okay with forgiveness, but only when it's kept in the confines of their own family. Yeah. But now they're able to say, here is my greatest enemy. Here is my biggest opponent. I'm still able to forgive them and love them and let them be redeemed. Yeah. Yeah, it's saying something. It really is. And it's it, it's super cool that Luke had – when they had that ability. And, you know, and we could talk – at another time or you know with the whole idea like like the way they handled um leia and her the storytelling and, and they worked around everything was was fantastic and and you can tell that that was you know that, that they maybe could have been more clear and direct with with like um what that storytelling right there you know talking about maybe forgiving your enemy and and um uh, accepting ray as a palpatine but they did it justice i still felt like even though they had this big obstacle to kind of over overcome in filming this whole thing so yeah, uh, that was that was pretty awesome. But wow, wow. So yeah, how do you? So just because I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Um, we're talking about Ray. Are you of the mindset that like there were certain things like in her actions, her mannerisms, um, throughout the series that kind of indicated that she was a Palpatine, and maybe they were going for that all along? Is that uh... so? I actually just wrote. It's not out yet. Um, it should be out Ooh. Thursday, December 26, I think. Okay. okay. Um, but it is a pretty, in my opinion, in-depth article detailing why we should have known all along okay. that she was a Palpatine, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily from any mannerisms that she has, and it's not from anything that she really specifically did. But it's more so talking about the famous lines that Luke and Snoke have given us of, you know, powerful light, powerful dark, mm -hmm. and more so darkness rises and light to meet it. Mm -hmm. And we always assumed, and now we know we were wrong in this assumption, that Kylo Ren was the powerful darkness rising, and Rey, we thought, was the powerful light rising to meet it. Mm -hmm. But now in hindsight, we know that we had it reversed. It mm -hmm. was actually Ray was the powerful dark yeah. that was rising. Kylo, on the other hand, when we think about it, when her force abilities starts to awaken, you know, the force awakens. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's in Ray, we know that. And then we have Kylo giving that famous line of, I feel it again, the pull to the light. 
And how we could have missed that. How how did we miss that? He says it right there. He uh-huh. gives us that clue. Ray was the powerful darkness, and that's why he kept feeling that pull to the light mm-hmm. when she was becoming stronger. It was because he was meant to rise up and meet that. You know, we we see in now hindsight all these actions of her being a little bit more aggressive, but really it was the force saying, here is Ben Solo. He is that powerful light. Mm-hmm. In order to balance this out, I need to create the powerful darkness of Ray Palpatine. And it was the force then creating that dyad to even itself out. Um, you know, we can certainly, if you're interested, get into my thoughts too on how the Jedi Order played into that. You know, Palpatine says that there were no, there wasn't a dyad for generations. Yeah. But now, maybe without the Jedi, the Force mm. finally has the ability to create that dyad, and maybe it's important. That is the balance in the Force, is having to fi- fill out the one. But Holy. regardless, the, <laughs> the Force knew that Ben Solo was that powerful light, created that powerful dark, and we just happened to mix the two up. Um, Kylo Ren mixed the two up. He was so convinced that he was that darkness when really he was meant to be the light. Um, but then I also kind of want to want to play around with the idea too of, is that why the Jedi banned attachment? Or were there no dyads created because the Jedi banned attachment? They were so wrong in that assumption that attachment was evil because... Yeah. They just didn't understand what the Force Dyad really was. Well, yeah, and, and it, I could see a little bit how maybe, right, if, if someone who's in your order is, is use, has abilities that seem unnatural and seem a little bit dark sideish, why maybe they'd be skittish or whatever. But, yeah, it, it, it is interesting. You do wonder, like, why hadn't there been uh, this type of special relationship? And, and I think you nailed it, probably. Like, uh, uh, she's, she's the powerful light, or dark, if you will, that's left, and then you've got um, Ben on the, on the other side of that. So the Force was able to make that connection. That's, that's fascinating. And then, as you say, are they the balance? Are they not the true like embodiment of, of what balance would be then? I mean, seems they like it. They have to be, right? Yeah, this sure as heck seems like and, it because, yeah. And that's why, though, I'm wondering, like, when, when Ben dies, does Ray absorb all of his his force connection his force ability like there's there's a lot of questions i still have you know this movie didn't do a perfect job of clarifying in absolute crystal clear detail a lot of these questions Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm still not really clear like how his body was tethered to leia's and when her body disappeared when his did um so one one of the questions then is how that dyad really works now with him gone is ray the perfect balance is she the father in the mortis arc you know mm-hmm. wh- whatever it is i think i think this is all stuff that's going to be answered either in the novel or maybe even in project luminous next year really yeah yeah okay see and i was, I was kind of wondering that like what what is uh what is coming up next so what is that project well like, in, like i don't really know like what is coming in star wars so so all we know is i think it's four authors at the moment and they are absolutely tight-lipped we just know that there's 
stories coming in books and a comic book. It's called Project Luminous. They are not giving any details. There's a big announcement that there will be an announcement in January. But that's all we know. What in the heck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so let me look. I just looked it up real quick. So, yeah, you're right. You've got uh, things in development here for 2020. Um, there's some pretty big authors there. Claudia Gray is in, is in the mix there. Um, Charles Soule. Wow, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be something for sure. But that's that's why I'm wondering now if you know Project Luminous has to deal with clarifying exactly what that dyad is. Hmm. So it spans comic comics and books in one cohesive story. It says. Wow. So they're they're kind of doing both both in one there. Okay. Cool. Because I was talking to Matt about like I feel like this is not. Um, this is not the end. This is this is just the beginning. Like they just finished up what you would call the Skywalker saga, and then from here they can tell their own story and really get creative and really um, explore this more. Um, it's they just acquired it. I mean, like they, not too long ago they just acquired this. So what is their big uh, push going forward for the next you know ten fifteen years or whatever? Um, this is going to be ex- exciting because this movie. When it, when it did end, yes, there was some resolution, but I still felt like there's so many other things to explore, and there's there's some neat stuff we can cover in books and comics, and uh, I was looking forward to, like, Finn and uh, Lando is still there. The droids are all still around, and who are these, you know, individuals from the First Order who um, also sort of, uh, you know, switch sides? Like, what's up with all of that, uh, which, was, which was really cool. So it's exciting. It seems like an exciting time. Yeah, I hope they do more with it. And again, Ray is my all-time favorite character. I can say that now with confidence. I was holding off on a lot of things until we saw where it ended. Yeah. You know, I I've been making this analogy where, you know, my my tattoos on my back, I have the right side and that's all of the light side stuff. So that's where I have like the yeah. rebel signal, the, you know, so katana markings. Mm-hmm. Whereas then my left side is all of the dark side stuff. And people kept asking me when I was going to get Ray added to it. And I kept saying, like, I I want to wait until the end. And then when yeah. we had the last season of Game of Thrones, I was like, that's why I want to wait until the yeah. end. Because <laughs> the last thing I need is to dedicate, you know, all of the quote unquote light side space to Ray. Right. And then her make this drastic tur- turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but now I feel confident where we know where we stand. I feel confident saying that she is my all-time favorite character. And because of that, I I hope they give us a lot more stories with her. I understand that cinematically, this is the quote-unquote end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. I don't know if Daisy Ridley really wants to come back that quickly. Sure. But I hope at least in in books and comics and games, we get a lot more with Rey and what she does next. Yeah, I do too. I was I was thinking about the old EU and how they kind of jumped off and really just just went for it. You got to see Luke um, do the things that Yoda asked him to do to pass on what he had learned, and they even covered some of that in this movie. I mean, him training Leia and her foresight to see that someone would need to pick up her saber when she you know that she would she was going to put it down, and she you know all, all that the, all neat stuff that took place in the EU and they then covered here in the Rise of Skywalker. They can now do all of that. Uh, moving forward with Ray and other characters, so and I hope they do. I really hope they they do all of that. Um, I'm sure they're going to bounce around to different places in the timeline. People have talked about the old Republic and filling the gaps in TV shows, but man, as far as literature goes, 
like carry on that that uh timeline for us please please right because wouldn't that be the most interesting to read about i mean you can go back now and do your movies or your a trilogy for the old republic or whatever and that'd be kind of cool but then carry on here with a cohesive story um that moves the timeline forward and then and then gear it you know uh to to the a place where it's ready if you ever want to come back and bring those actors back for something uh you know movie tv show whatever it'd be great i hope so and in case you haven't checked it out too i would say that the visual dictionary for this movie leaves the most space for that so the visual dictionary now is so lore heavy and it is so history focused that it leaves a lot of room where we can follow up with these characters in really interesting ways okay wow i definitely need to get that i i um yeah i've been seeing people post like little uh snippets on twitter uh from it and or uh, from it or something it's like some other companion book maybe that must be it's out right i mean the visual dictionary is out yeah yeah okay so it must be so it's got to be from that yeah um lots of uh, little tidbits and information so so that's really cool um okay so ray's great ray is our our you know our favorite character did, did you want more like ben did you were are you because i was sitting there and i was like i think what really shook me and took me off guard is i was just like I was so happy when they kissed. I was so happy. I was like, this is awesome. And and when he cracks that smile, I was like, there's Ben Solo. And then he died. And I was like, oh, my God, you you literally are tearing so wait, me apart. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I dive into a little bit deeper why you were so happy about this kiss. Is this something that you really, really either wanted to happen or was convinced that it was going to happen? Um. So I – okay, so – after The Force Awakens, I started seeing a lot of people, you know, um, coming up with different things about Raylo and, and, and stuff. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. I, I always love to hear just the whether it's the craziest thing or it's the you most... always have. That's how you and I met was because I know. you wanted to hear crazy theories. So I was yes. like, all right, <laughs> here you go, buddy. Yeah. No, I mean, that's and it's great. I love to hear all of that. And even if it's something that that maybe I can, you know, out the gate, I see some I see an issue with it. I try as hard as I can to make it work because there's something there's a thought there that, that is cool and it's new and it's uh it's it's a neat thought and let's see how that could play out so i've always done that from the get-go and when i when i heard about Raylo, i was like oh wow that's really people have gone in and looked at the nitty-gritty details on this and they are diehards and they believe in it so i was like okay cool and then we went into the last jedi and i lost my ever-living mind when he put his hand out and he's and he's telling her that she's no one she has no place in the story. She's no one, but, you know, not to him. And he puts his hand out. I'm like, God, I don't even care if you go dark side at this point. Just take his hand. Like, this is <laughs> this is great. That's where that's really what I kind of felt. I was like, this is awesome. But I knew I knew she wouldn't, though. But I was just like I, I, half of me wanted to. And that was the crazy part. I never thought because I'm a total light side guy. I never thought I would I would look at Ray, who I love and would say, yeah, take that guy's hand. But there was something. There was something in Ben from, I don't know, like at the beginning of the Last Jedi. Once we started to explore his story, you know why he maybe started to turn misconceptions he had about Luke uh, igniting his lightsaber, um, just different things. The things that he saw in Ray. He's like, like, like her eye gaze, and even when she's, uh, he he sees that same look that he saw in the forest. There it is. He's like, ah, oh, there it is. I see it again. And you're like, 
okay, something, there's something else going on between these two. So when he put his hand out there, I was like, that's great. She didn't go for it because she's a true light side, you know, hero. And he is still struggling with his own identity. Uh, so I then was, I started to turn into a believer for this whole Raylo thing. And I was like, you know what? They, if they, if, if they really want to be bold and just go for it, bring on Ben Demption. Yeah. Bring on, but yeah, don't, don't have, yeah. D- like they, it was set up. And so like there was, there was groundwork laid for it. They continued on a lot of the stuff from uh, the last Jedi. And it actually was one of the things that I saw in the sequel trilogy that seemed like it was there from the beginning and that they had laid the groundwork all the way through and and then followed through and actually hit a home run with and i was like holy cow they did it i was so nervous they weren't going to do it <laughs> so i i was happy to see to see that and and really even in the beginning of the movie i mean he's he says that you know he felt that she wanted to take his hand and then she clarifies later in a different scene that she didn't she wanted to take ben's hand that was fantastic oh my that was absolutely one of the best parts yeah and and so because the crazy thing is she's also seeing him and having visions in the last jedi of ben solo being the one to come back to the light like he's the one you know he he could help us like there's still good in him she saw that and oh my gosh it is just that truly did land and the second time i went back and watched because i was overwhelmed the first time i watched it i was straight up overwhelmed Uh, and went back the second time though and i was like i was really watching listening for everything that he said to her the way that they talked to one another and the word choice and how careful they were in it and i was like wow this is this is um this is great they're they're nailing this and then so they were right there and it's like he had come rushing back and also we should here in just a second we should talk about leia's intervention because i thought that was that was better the second time i watched it and i want to know how you felt about it like the numerous times you've seen it because i thought it was epic but just to finish on the raylo thing i wanted to see it um, I wanted it to happen. It did happen, and it was awesome. And I wanted what I really wanted was at the end for them to be both standing there, watching, you know, staring at the at the twin sons on Tatooine. I wanted them. I wanted Ben to be there with her, and I wanted them to be starting a home together. Like that's actually how crazy it was. And when oh, they, you really went all in. Oh, I went all in. I was. I was like. <laughs> I was. They had me, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. They're gonna walk out of here, and people are gonna be like, what? You're with you're with that guy, but he died. He and I, I actually think, you know, that he knew that that when he when he he's holding her there, I don't think it even mattered. Really, he just wanted her back. Um, but man, it took a it it took that special connection. It, it took a powerful individual to bring her back from the dead. This wasn't just she had been wounded or hurt. He brought her back. Well, I, also don't forget, you know, and, and and this was what I was saying in April when we had our little fireside chat that yeah. you need to remember that Kylo says to the helmet, you know, I will finish what you started. And to me, that never meant I'm going to build this big empire. Mm-hmm. What Vader actually started, what Anakin actually started was trying to figure out how to bring people back from the dead. Yep. So the fact that Kylo, after having accepted these things that he's done, after having accepted his darkness and turning back to the light, he's able to finally finish that. He's able to finally bring someone back from the dead. That is so important. It's such an, a big way to end the yeah. original six movies. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and something else I think people need to remember too, when you think about Ben, um, look at how powerful Anakin Skywalker was. And you had, although you had Palpatine right there in close proximity, he's able to, to turn him and he's able to, to, 
seduce him to the dark side. Well, now when they when this lands that that it's actually been Palpatine the whole time, it makes more sense that it wasn't just mm-hmm. Snoke. I mean, we're led to believe it's Snoke, and that was their whole sort of device there. It's it's uh, through it's Palpatine through Snoke that he's reaching uh, out to to Ben. And so now I'm like, yeah, well, he turned Anakin. Sure, he's this is going to be a thing. It's a, this struggle between the Palpatines and and the Skywalkers, and he's he's pulling him to. Um, he's two for side. two for three right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, but okay. Um, what did you think then? So the moment where Ben Demchin kind of happens, and they're fighting. It's an epic fight scene. Finn cannot get to Ray. Um, he's he's trying as much as he can. They get separated, and uh, they kind of use Maz to say who is you know force sensitive and and has been sort of uh, that's been there since the Force Awakens that. She's the one who kind of speaks to Ray about the saber and the vision and, and feeling the force and the first person who, who tells her about it. Um, so what did you think about how that whole sequence went about? Because the second time I watched it, the first time I forgot she said Ben. I forgot that those words were whispered to him. And she's and it's, it's him hearing his mother across the galaxy call his name and call him back, call him home. I was like, oh, my God. This is it was great. I thought so, it was great. To be clear, yeah, I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I think it was done very beautifully, and I really like what it says as part of the story as a whole for the themes of the story. But this overall, though, is one of those moments where I can't wait for more stories on, just because I'm not totally clear on what happened here. Yeah. So does. Leia die because Ray puts the lightsaber in Kylo? Was she like connected to Kylo? Or was she reaching out to Ben and died in a very Luke Skywalker way and it was just bad timing with Ray and Kylo? So there's there's a lot that I'm confused about, but I, I, I know that I like it. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm happy about that. So while I'm confused, while I need a bit more clarification, I know that it was very strong storytelling. Yeah. I know that the intention was there. Again, it was beautifully shown, especially with Ray's disappointment as she realizes what happens with all of the struggle she had been in. And you also mentioned, you know, Finn trying to get to her. Did you notice the callback to episode two at that point? Mm. Because when Finn is, is trying to get to her... Mm-hmm. He shouts something. I think the the line is like, "I can't lose her," and he shouts at Jana. But it was it's the same oh. line that Anakin shouts to Obi Wan when Padme falls out of the the troop yeah. carrier. So, wow. the, yeah, I thought that was a really nice nice callback there. Um, so overall, I mean, it's it's an amazing scene. There are so many little moments and little details like that. I just want a little bit more clarity into yeah. the physicality of what happened exactly sure so i l- l- let me tell you what i think or maybe what i hope was happening in that scene number one i clearly if they would have had carrie fisher and, and this is where i think they did an amazing job despite the circumstances and everything that they i think in their original mind and, and when you envision what they wanted to do in nine i think it was going to be all about Leia and her son and that she would be the one to reach him and bring him back and 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 help him you know return I thought from the get-go that's what they were um kind of going for especially when I found that they didn't really alter uh the last Jedi much I was like well okay I mean this is they were setting this all up here 
and this is you know they had the scenes that they had shot and different things and so I thought they did uh, well with what they had I really think what's going on there is that it kind of like Master Skywalker it took so much effort and energy um, and, and connection and power and the force to reach out that far or to force project um, that and to be there and to do that that it caused him to um, you know die or, or that was his time where he sort of like he'd used up a lot of his energy and he had made a great sacrifice for the galaxy and became one with the force I think um, I think and I don't know um, that she used up because in, in Resistance Reborn one of the books that I was reading before going in they talked about how weak she was and how much energy had been taken from her to that, that when she called upon the force to save her life after she had been uh, essentially uh, after after what was the scene where they're on ho- on the ship and and uh, the command deck gets kind of blown out into space and she's in the vacuum of space and saves herself and you know mm. all that good stuff they, they seemed it seemed like that she was weaker and Poe was super worried about her in the book and everything and so I was like wow they're really she seems like um, a little bit more fragile and frail and and stuff but she still had a great you know power about her and command and was full of wisdom and stuff in that book and then you get in this movie and I can kind of see where maybe it took all the strength she had to reach him you know to 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 get to him uh, and he clearly before that did not want to go see his he didn't feel like he could go home he he actually truly felt like that and he admits that to Ray, oh, yeah. which is yeah. a part of being he was vulnerable with her there and said like just like I can't go home um and so you're like wow this this is this is something this is big yeah yeah so I don't know. I I, th- I think there, you know, he was she was reaching out, and that sort of. I think she. I see what you're saying that when when Ray's saber struck, is that really what caused her to to at, to ultimately die? And I, I think it, I think she was already fading, maybe before the saber even landed, and it was her fading because you can almost see Ray when she pulls back, like she he realizes it first because she did that great effort to reach out to her son and she was there, but you might be right. Like, like maybe it was that she reached out to Ben and intervened and he's, he drops his saber and he is just completely. And who knows what communication was taken. I can't wait for the novelization. You know what I'm saying? I cannot wait. Cause they, can Oh do... yeah. No, there's, there's going to be so many more details for right. us to dig into. Right. In that, in that scene too, especially I think because you could tell us maybe what happened or what did he feel he felt like what type of sensation did she send or was were there actual words emotions whatever memories that she sent back i really truly think han uh was was a, a memory that she helped to kind of uh uh conjure or or pull back uh again i don't know so but then yeah like when ray saber hits is that was she in such shock and horror because she realized that he was at that point in time connected with his mother and she severed that connection. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. I mean, especially because when, when Maz makes that statement as this, this got me too. when Connix, who is Billy Lord. Oh no. Um, so watching Billy Lord carry her own mother away, but she made that comment. It, it was like, she knew the outcome. She knew with absolute certainty that Leo was about to die. Yeah. So that that's why I wasn't positive it was Ray's action that killed her. It might yeah. have just been weird timing. Yeah, and and really, what I think is is that um, you know just like Ray since the death of Master Skywalker, I feel like any time that Leia would have died, she she would have sensed it. 
So yeah. she puts two yeah. and two together. Okay, he stopped. He dropped his lightsaber. He clearly, and they're in tune with each other's, you know, what each what the other person's feeling. And so um, maybe she doesn't get it in the heat of the moment in, in battle. But then when Leia dies, she feels it and is just overcome with this grief and everything. And, and she heals him. <laughs> she heals Ben Solo. And you're like, and he's back. And by the way, his scar is gone too. Do you notice that? Um like when in the healing process, you know, the scar that comes over his like, whether it be his left eye or whatever, um, or right eye, I can't remember, is is like healed. It's almost like completely healed. Did you am I right in that? Like, did oh, you, yeah, yeah. Did you notice that? Nope. Yeah, that it was I, healed or I whatever. I didn't notice it my first time. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, I think going into like my fourth time, one of my friends texted me. I don't know if she read something online or what, but she had texted me and she was like, can you just double check this but yeah i thought that was such a nice touch and not only to show ray's power and her healing power but just to show like ben ben is back you know so yes. so it was a really nice double whammy and i think this movie was really chock full of double whammies like that where it shows more than one thing at a time yeah you know, this one just being ray's really powerful and kylo ren is dead Jeez, yeah yeah Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So while we're right there, um, that was a great moment. Then what did you think? I mean, about the whole Han Solo business and him and him coming back? I mean, like, was that uh, shocking to you that he came back? It definitely was. Yeah. And I can tell you by the audience reactions in every showing, it was shocking to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if it was totally planned or if that's something that, uh, they would have wanted Carrie to do had it been an option. Mm -hmm. yeah. But since it's not an option, I'm happy he came back. But mostly just the fact that it it mirrored what he was saying in The Force Awakens when he kills him. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's so nice because, you know, we see time and time again in each one of these movies, like, he's given the chance to be Ben again. He's given the chance over and over to redeem himself and he never takes it. So to go back in those final moments to the very first time he was really offered that redemption and turned it down. And for him to say, now now I'm ready. Now I feel like I can come back. I can be forgiven. I can redeem myself. I wish I had done this the first time around, but I didn't. And I'm going to finally take that chance. So everything in that scene was fantastic from the, the shocking moment of hearing that Hey kid to the yeah. actual conversation. And this is something I got to give credit to my friend Mark for pointing out. Um, you know, the, the entire time we see those massive tidal waves and we see that the waters are absolutely crazy. But then when he becomes Ben again and he throws his lightsaber into the water, it's the only time that we actually see the water is totally calm and he's finally at peace. So just good Holy. visual storytelling. Yeah. Good, really? good conversations there. I really like that scene. I thought it worked. Dang. I wouldn't even have thought that is fantastic because it was raging all around them. Uh, and then for it to be calm uh, would be, that's, that's just great. That's good storytelling. That's just great. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I think JJ knows what he's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really thought, I mean, you, okay, one of the big criticisms about this film, at least that I've heard, and I've read uh, I've read those, and I shouldn't have did this, but and you're so smart for, for not doing it. 
Um, I did read, I, I watched like the first five minutes of somebody's early kind of, um, they were they were looking at the Twitter reviews and what people had said who had gone to see the world premiere. And after that, I was sort of like, all right, I'm done watching anything because they were good. They were good reviews, but everyone was saying like the pacing was, was um, a little like like an issue and that it was really, it felt kind of uh, herky-jerky in the beginning. But I the way I looked at it was they had all these things they wanted to do. And they just said, we're going to do all the things. We're going to get everything done, and we're going to check off all these different things, and we're, going to, we're really going to go for it. I just felt like it was um, that they really went for it, and I was happy about that. It was a bold movie. so It was. It was. And I'm wondering, too, I mean, to be clear, I can't stress this enough. I really love The Last Jedi. I do. Yeah. yeah. I think, though the reason this movie felt so ill-paced or maybe just a little too fast at the beginning is because that movie didn't do enough to set this up. So in hindsight, Mm -hmm. I would have preferred sacrificing a lot of the things on Canto Bite or some other things that we've had Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi that we didn't really need. I would have sacrificed all of that to see some of the things get set up here to see the wayfinders start to get set up to see the dagger start to get set up sure so to me it's not actually a flaw of this movie it is a flaw that it's not in two movies see and and you do a good job of articulating that that's something the last couple uh, episodes here with matt i've been trying to think of how to say that and yeah it, it is it's still each of them and even the last jedi is it's a good movie but it's like what was the overall um, you know, like, like, like the setup. I mean, did did each director kind of know exactly where everything was supposed to ultimately end up at? Because uh, it was it was always surprising to me that when they had Colin Trevorrow come in, that he was surprised that Luke and Snoke were dead. Like, that's one of the things that I had read at one point. I'm like, why would he be surprised? Shouldn't he? Don't they kind yeah, of shouldn't know, he know that that this yeah. is coming? Um, and that was a little bit where I was like, oh, maybe they maybe they went, the way they went at this was a little bit too creative. And they tried to say, let's let let's let every director come in and add their own flair and what have you on these films and just see what we get. And, and again, they were new and acquiring it. And it's just such a big task to go to say right upon acquisition, you're going to go finish off the Skywalker saga. So they did. Uh, and I still think it's great. I, I do think like you though that it would have been nice yeah to, to get more um hints about a disturbance in the unknown region and the, some setup with some sith artifacts and things that would have been kind of neat or even to have seen the page with the wayfinder just open that ray was looking at at the end of the last jedi something like that would have been kind of cool yeah yeah you know we didn't necessarily need a in our face for the entire, you know, third act of the last Jedi, but start planting it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, I think Ryan Johnson did a great job with the last Jedi, Mm -hmm. but now having all the information that we have, having seen the way it's played out the way it has, I do wish that JJ was taking control for all three of these. Yeah. Just because since he knew, and it was interesting, he said, um, and I bet he know that all those guys know better than 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 we do, because um, he has not like come out and like said anything bad about um, the Last Jedi. It was sort of like he did his part, and he was just dumb. I mean, he, as far as he knew, he was just going to walk away, and uh, somebody else was going to do, you know, eight. Somebody else was going to do nine, and it was 
that's just how it was going to roll, and that was that was okay. So he did a great job setting up this mystery box that other people could go kind of explore and then eventually uh, open and close the whole thing. And it's like when you look at one thing that he said about The Last Jedi, the only thing I saw him say was that in his mind and just in the way he felt Star Wars should go, that he, he kind of felt like everything should matter. But I also feel like, you know, the, the fan base can sometimes be, you know how it is, and it's sort of like they wanted something so different from what J.J. had done. Um, and Ryan told a really good story. I mean, really took characters to places we never thought they would go and shocked us in a lot of ways. Truly shocked me. Um, and I don't know. So so I, I like all, I actually like all three of the movies, really. Uh, I do, like you, though, wish that there was just some more um, maybe. A little the, bit the, more connective tissue there. Yeah, yeah. Although, like I said, with the Raylo set up in Ben Demption. I think that's been there since the beginning. That was one of those things that maybe they said at the core of the story, this is what's going uh, uh, to happen. You know, we we're going to start off with these two characters, one on the light side, one on the dark side. And they maybe had that roughly outlined because that felt like it would have been laid from the get go and, and continued through the last Jedi on into, in, in, into this film. Um, and I know they had more stuff planned with Leia. I mean, we have to know that. Uh, so, so yeah, cause it really, kind of reserved her for this last film to be the one to to step in here and do some epic epic stuff so and then she but they still did you know they, they still like her lightsaber we get to see her lightsaber we get to see her fight a young luke skywalker and um have the foresight to leave her saber for somebody else it's just like those were cool ways to really kind of keep it all i guess connected and and um i don't know it I'm still kind of reeling from just my second viewing and, and, and loving the film so much. And, and, and there were so many other things we haven't even talked about, like, I, like backstories on characters. Characters, you know, got a little bit more depth. We learned about them. Um, we added new characters, and we still are curious about them. Lando is still hanging around. The droids are cool. Um, so I, I thought for sure we were going to lose a droid. but I did, too. We actually picked and one I, up. <laughs> I... I was surprised too. I think this is the first Star Wars movie where every single secondary character really lands because I didn't think we needed another droid. I didn't think we necessarily needed more people from Poe's background or anything like that. But every new character they introduced, maybe with the exception of one, with the exception of um, Don Monaghan's character, yeah, everyone was cool everyone was useful and no one extended past the time we really needed sure yeah yeah that's 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 a good point yeah um yeah poor dom <laughs> his character i think i don't know he was just there kind of uh, I, I, I well was... it's it's funny because in the visual dictionary he is able to actually translate a lot of it for her and then he can provide more insight on different like historical events that they mention because he is this historian whiz. Uh, but apparently his, you know, college or he was like a Harvard professor, you could call him. Really? Um, but that school got blown up on Hosnian Prime. So that's why he joined the resistance. Huh. So it seems like if they wanted to expand on his character and other material... Yeah, they'd be able to do so. Gotcha. When you also wonder if there was going to be like a director's cut, or there was like additional scenes, like we're going to get like an extended, um, not version of it, but like you know the uh, deleted scenes or whatever. I wonder if there was more, maybe with with him or just even 
some of our other characters. I'm always interested to see, you know, uh, what what those scenes were, what they thought they needed just for time constraints or whatever, or, or flow of movie had to had to cut out. So maybe he maybe he's in there uh, a little bit more. But yeah, I'm sure in a story or a book or comic, I mean, he we can explore that because that's kind of neat, you know, to have like the professor uh, in there, if you will. So yeah, yeah, and it gives him something good to do. You know, it's not just that he's there to say a few lines in the briefing room, it really gives him something valuable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, gosh, is there any other crazy moments that I wanted to ask you about? Are, are, is there any other that you really wanted to maybe talk about? I guess you should ask. Um, oh, man, what a loaded question. I know, there's a lot. You know, I think this movie, I have to say, has the best lightsaber duels. You know, I texted my twin sister who hadn't seen it yet. I was like, I really think you're going to like this because it has, like, the the great choreography of the prequels, but then it also has the really emotional and the verbal baiting of the original trilogy. It's, like, the perfect, perfect blend. So seeing those, especially the um, kind of force Skype duel on jimmy and um kylo's quarters yes i thought that was fantastically inventive yeah yeah that really was i mean that actually that um you're right though it is it is a good blend because there is emotion still there it's not just straight fighting and some epic flashy sort of um lightsaber duel uh but there's emotion and you have to pay attention you're actually more listening to the characters on what they're saying to each other or what they're uh, kind of communicating to one another because there's a lot happening in in that in that scene. So, yeah, um, huh? Yeah, I almost forgot about the lightsaber fights because like they didn't yeah. seem. I mean, they were cool. They're they're really awesome. And but they each of them there was there was really something powerful going on. Uh, you know, big reveals were taking place and and information was being dropped during them that you're like gotta pay attention. So. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh gosh. Man, um trying to think of anything else that I wanted to ask you about. There's just so there's so much and I do want to um I, I do want to want to come back to to you at some point. Um what are you guys doing over on on Clashing Sabers? Do you guys have like uh have have you posted uh, an episode? You guys did recently, right? You did your your first sort of uh initial Reaction. So we recorded our initial reactions. So you and I are sitting here Sunday night. Our initial reactions come out Monday. Um, okay. So so we have the initial reactions. I have the first article going up on Thursday, but I know I have a ton of other stuff in mind. There's going to be a lot of discussions. You know, we'd love if you could come on, if our friends over at Sitzhawk could come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you know there's there's so much to unpack with this movie and i think it's so important to make sure everyone's opinions are heard in yes. respectful ways yes. um and start to start to get some good debates going because again even though this is my favorite movie now yeah i know it's not going to be everyone's i know that so much of it comes from yeah. personal preference and i want to learn more about what people do and don't like about it yeah, for sure. And, and I would even say, too, I haven't even figured out. I haven't even sat down and said, you know, a lot of people are putting out their rankings and stuff, and I'm just not ready to do that. I'm, I'm somebody who has to watch the movie. Once it comes out, I get it on DVD or whatever. It's going to maybe it's Disney Plus now. I don't know. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to just consume it uh, a lot more until I really figure out, 
every nook and cranny and just really decide where I where I feel about it. And and even then, I don't know that I'm I'm kind of at this point past list. It's sort of like, what do you want to go back and see? What were some of your favorite moments in the in the saga? And go back and put that film in and watch it and and, and just I don't know. It's it's this it's all part of one big story too, which is something I think we need to remember. It is the Skywalker saga. And so let's look at it, uh, as, as this whole big piece. And, and that's interesting in, in and of itself. So I would love, you remember when we did uh, the sit down around the fire, the great, uh, sort of, uh, collaboration that was there. I would yes. love, yeah, I, I would love if we could get something like that together, uh, with those guys, you know, um, uh, with, with Sith talk guys and, and, and you and others. Um, so, I mean, not that I'm putting you on the spot, but I mean, Lindsay, let's go. <laughs> like, let's... I'm, I'm in, you know, <laughs> I'm in. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So we, we'll have to, um, see if we can get everybody together. Cause it's, like you said, there is just a lot to, to discuss. And, and I do want to know what, what others are thinking. And, and some people have even waited on, they've done the smart thing. And I think they've gone and, and watched it a few times before you comment on it, because had I have done something right away, right after I, I watched the first viewing, it would have been me just going like, uh, <laughs> a lot of, um, I don't know. I don't even know how I feel. Cause I was just, I, I, I was smiling nonstop, but you know, so it's smart that, that, uh, we have time to kind of process it and stuff. And also last question here. Do you think before I let you go, is there anything, um, do you think there's going to be any tie-in with this last sort of like Mandalorian episode or Baby Yoda in any way? Do you think he's because there was the healing piece, right? I don't, oh, I'm sorry. Have you yeah. seen? Have you have you kept? I up? have. I have. Yeah. No, I'm all caught up. There. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did I just? Yeah. Say so there's. Something? I th- I think it's going to be mostly the healing piece. Yeah. I'm very worried though because I noticed this too, and then I saw people commenting online, and I was like, oh, I can't avoid it now. I don't know if Cara Dune is. The person we think she is what yeah because when when baby yoda does her little his little force choke on her yeah and mando picks him up and starts shaking him and he's like she's our friend she's our friend baby yoda looks at him like starts shaking his head i'm like oh what do you know that i don't no way yeah yeah no which sucks because caratune is my favorite oh my gosh you're yep. blowing my mind right now. Yep. Why do you come Listen, on here and do I this? Ha- if I have to live with this, <laughs> you do too, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, man. I, okay. Well, I can't wait for that thing. Because we just had the one final episode coming up, right? Right? I mean, that's going to yeah. be on Friday. Yeah, that's it. On yeah. Friday, yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens and, and see if there's some uh, some awesome tie-in uh, to I, – I, th- I hope there's something. I hope he sticks around. You don't think, you don't think Baby Yoda's gone, do you? He's not – I mean, are we gonna get him back? What you got any predictions on that? We have to get back. Uh, predictions, yeah. man. Oh, man, uh, I don't know. I think it really depends, kind of, who the mold to the first order is. Whether it's Kara or to the first order. Wow. Um, to, yeah, to the, the Empire, Imperial. Yeah. 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 Whether it's Kara, it's IG Eleven. Hmm. I don't know. I I hope my my hope for it is they don't actually get him back in the finale and then season two we actually see him team up with all the other mandalorians to go get him back okay gotcha yeah that would be that would be what about you yeah i i I don't know i i really hope and i kind of believe you you can't bring someone like baby yoda into um this world and and him not be a huge deal and keep him sort of you know around and, and also knowing how old he can be i hope he's someone who 
when they're done with him in the Mandalorian, like he's going to be a player later on, you know, in, in either the, the novels with Ray or whoever, like I, I kind of want to see that all the way just completely, you know, crossed, crossed over. So what about uh, Ray training baby Yoda? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Right? Actually. Yes. Right? Yes. It totally would. Um, if, if that were her like apprentice, are you kidding me? That would be so good. So, so good. good. So good. Uh, Ugh. So yeah, I don't know. So we're excited for that, and we'll have to have to keep uh, keep up on that this coming Friday. So okay, with that, um, let's let everybody know where can people find you and uh, what's going on, you know, with you and social media and uh, Clashing Sabers. Yeah, so find me over on Twitter at the Lady of Lore. I took a little bit of a hiatus from Twitter and Facebook to really enjoy the movie, but I should be back on in the next couple of days. Um, so yeah, at the Lady of Lore. Otherwise, you can always find me over on ClashingSabers.net. So we are a podcasting network. We do have four shows over there. We also have blog posts and some different articles going into some hopefully new insights into Star Wars. But more importantly, we are also now officially a nonprofit organization. So we are working to get more books into schools and classrooms across the country. We mm. are taking every single dollar from our proceeds and putting it directly towards that cause, which means we have no means of real advertising. Yeah. So whether you can donate to the cause or even just click the share button, start to get the word out there, we really appreciate that. Um, up and through up through December, we also have an auction going on. We're auctioning some different books autographed by the likes of Claudia Gray, Delilah Dawson. Mm -hmm. We have a Harrison Dula autographed Pop Funko by our friend Vanessa Marshall. Uh, so there's a lot of great stuff you can check out at 32auctions.com slash t-r-o-r that is t-r-o-r for the rise of reading so 32auctions.com slash t-r-o-r okay well awesome i'll put some links down in our description too uh for all of those things too because i think that's ah, thank you. i think that's awesome i i love getting you know um just just literature books i'm all about it i'm all for kids reading and discovering more stories and and I think that's that is awesome you know as i know you're a teacher too i can send you over we have um it went live actually yesterday, mm -hmm. um, but our nominated teacher form went live. So if you want to get some books for your school, definitely oh, go cool. ahead, submit that form, and we can see if we can get any for your, for, uh, your programs. Wow, that's actually – wow. Lindsay, I mean, you're just coming on here just doing all sorts of things for me today. This is, this is great. I do what I can. Wow, this is great. I mean, you're an extra special birthday present, so this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay cool so yeah definitely folks go check out um clashing sabers they're awesome and i know you guys have done some some interviews with like you know authors and stuff which are really cool and fascinating um to listen to and yeah you guys are always doing exciting stuff over there and i do definitely i would i would love um to to chat with you guys more too so uh pass that along i am i am now once the once 2020 hits uh, I think I'm really going to expand just sort of what we're doing here on hyperspace and, and uh, uh, just dig back into all sorts of goodness, literature, comic books, everything, things I haven't had time to get to. Um, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a lull and I can finally, I can finally get uh, caught up on some stuff, which will be fantastic. So it's going to be your best year yet. Yeah, I hope I hope. <laughs> so uh, there's hoping. Um, 
So, all right, uh, thanks again to Lindsay, and uh, we will definitely, uh, she is always welcome, and we'll have her, her back on for sure. Um, but uh, with that, uh, folks, be sure to check out her podcast and follow her on social media there, and definitely donate to that cause because I think it's, it's, it's really cool. So, um, all right, with that, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Um, in our next episode, I think we're going to be, Matt and I will be discussing The Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure. So you can send us some thoughts on that. Again, we're taking thoughts and theories. Uh, we're not really theories. Just um, your thoughts, comments, reactions to the rise of Skywalker. So if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.